You are watching the Notre Dame Recruiting Update. My name is Trey Entity, joined again this week by Mike Singer. Mike, a lot to talk about. Some big visits in South Bend this weekend. Notre Dame getting back in the win column as they defeat Cal 24-17. to As we get into the show tonight, guys, hit that like button for me. Please subscribe to our channel if you've not done so already. And go check out blueandgold.com right now, guys. We got $1 for an entire year of coverage. Sure, you've heard about the deal, but please take advantage of all you can, guys. An unbelievable deal there. $1 for an entire year of coverage. Great to see you again this week, Mike. And like I said, Notre Dame back in the win column, 24 to 17. It's great to see Notre Dame get back to their winning ways, but this win was deeper, as we know here, with recruiting reasons. Tayshawn Lyons in town this weekend. Talk about how his visit went and you know what kind of impression that the Fighting Irish made on the wide receiver. First, Trey, could you imagine if Notre Dame dropped to 0-3 with then a trip at North Carolina, which they have a high-flying offense. They haven't played anybody this year, but, man, you lose. could you imagine 0-4 at that point? So, yes, huge win for obvious reasons, but getting into the recruiting, yeah. I mean, Tayshawn Lyons, you, Notre Dame only has a few spots left in this recruiting class, so – Getting a fourth receiver is key for this Irish staff. They've got three really good ones committed, um, and you get Tayshawn Lyons. Here, here's the interesting thing. If you look at the on-three consensus, Lyons, if he commits, would be the lowest of the four commits. Based on on-three's own rankings, he would be the highest. He's ranked higher by on-three, more ranked higher than Rico Flores, Jaden Greathouse. Um, Rico Flores, Jane Greathouse, and Braylon James. So, I mean, we're talking about a big-time player here. He's been fantastic to start a senior season. So, um, visit went well. Look, Notre Dame has not been outstanding throwing the football to its receivers this fall. Um, so, I, I think a lot of fans might look at that and say, hey, why would any receivers want to come here? They're not throwing the ball to the receivers. But the are the other side to that is for the Notre Dame staff to say to a player like Tayshawn Lyons, um, this is why we need you. Of course, we want to throw the ball to our receivers. We need a guy like you in this offense. And Notre Dame's very low on scholarship numbers, so they definitely need this type of player. Uh, no doubt. And, and, you know, it's something we talked about last week. Notre Dame can make a sell to these guys in, in a few different ways. You know, if Right now, they're not seeing the ball thrown down to receivers as much as they'd like to. They can say, well, hey, come be a part of this program. And, you know, you can be that guy to, to kind of change the culture a little bit. When we talk about the wide receivers in this class as a whole, where do you think Notre Dame stands? Is this it at wide receiver? And, you know, if you look around the country, how do you think Notre Dame's wide receiver class stacks up to some of the other classes you see? Yeah, it, it's crazy because, I mean, Notre Dame – Again, you don't have a lot to pitch to these recruits in terms of what you're seeing on the field. Like, hey, if you come here, this is what you'll, you're going to be. It's much more of a projection like like we've just talked about here. So, you know, Trey, I don't have the stats of, you know, the other receiver classes of the country. But in terms of since I started covering Notre Dame, if they do land Lions – um, and, and Trey, we, we, we could talk about exactly what's next in his recruitment next, but – um, I mean, you're talking about three big time players, Jaden Greathouse. I mean, I, 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 Trey, I think a lot of times when these kids commit, we kind of forget about just how big of recruitment was, how big of recruiting when that was a couple months afterwards, 
Jaden Greathouse was a absolutely huge get for the Fighting Irish. His top four, Notre Dame, Texas, South Carolina, Oklahoma. Texas is that local school. I think like most of Greathouse's family are either Texas fans or went to Texas. Absolutely huge win, and Texas is still recruiting them. Braylon James had offers from like everybody. He's a freak show of an athlete. Um, and yeah, everyone was after him. All those big 12, I guess some of them now in the SEC are going to be in the SEC. Again, huge recruiting win. Notre Dame offered him early in the process. Notre Dame had really no shot for Braylon James. He was considered a, um, a Stanford lean, maybe even a silent commitment to the Cardinal earlier this year. Notre Dame comes in and steals him away. Rico Flores, look at his offer list. Alabama, Ohio State, another big-time player. So you, if you can add Tayshawn Lyons to that group of Great House, James Flores, it might be the best receiver class for Notre Dame. Drop in the comments, since when? I mean, seriously, this would be a crazy good receiver recruiting class, and you bring in someone like Chancey Stuckey for that exact reason. He's young. You know, Stucky is, I mean, he's in his late 30s. But in terms of coaching experience, he hasn't been around that long. You know, he was a, a like a GA or something at Clemson just three years ago. And then he gets a job at Baylor. For, and, and now he's at Notre Dame. But he's an outstanding recruiter. And, and we're seeing in the 2023 class. Have to close on Lions, um, Trey. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it's looking good. Yeah, no question. I mean, this wide receiver class is exciting. And, you know, as we kind of zoom out a little bit, we talked about Marcus Freeman a bit last week. Do you think we're seeing a different kind of player come to Notre Dame under Marcus Freeman? Do you think the offense changes a little bit? All this vertical pro style offense, when, when you get skill guys like this, do you see kind of a shift in, in the way that that Notre Dame recruits here? And, you know, the way we see it with style of offense? I think it's going to be Tommy Reese and this offensive staff just coaching to, to the talent they have they can be a high-flying offense you know like in ohio state like alabama chuck it around the field if that's the talent they have but if it's more of a case of we don't have you know a quarterback who can really chuck the ball around the field um and we are much more offensive line and tight end oriented run the ball first get into play action which i do think is what's kind of the the route they're going with drew pine this season then i think that's what it's going to be but i think the one element that this offense is missing right now trey is exactly what we saw against cal they i mean at the end of the game there they scored four times on five possessions the offense got rolling but what was missing was the deep ball so give me run first run behind chris tyree audrick estimate logan Diggs. you know throw those little flat routes to Lorenzo Styles and Michael Mayer in space. But what they need to add is the vertical elements. Um, so, so that's really this year's offense I'm looking at. But yeah, moving forward, it's really whatever the, the talent on the, the roster dictates, Trey. Yeah, no doubt. Notre Dame fans, guys, get in the comments. Let us know what you think about the team this year, how you kind of see it developing under Marcus Freeman. And please let us know what you think about this 2023 class. Would be big to get Tayshawn Lyons here. And so we kind of wrap on Lyons. You know, what do you see next year decision-wise as far as the timing goes? And, you know, where else is Tayshawn looking at this point? Yeah, so this is interesting. A lot of times, Trey, when, you know, 
I interview a player, he'll tell me his timeline. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, I don't think so, man. I think these coaches are going to push you and you're going to announce a lot sooner than you think. Or, you know, it, that it just a lot of times these prospects don't even understand that, like, you're not going to get to wait until National Signing Day, dude. Like these these schools that you're considering, they need you to decide now because they don't have many spots. Um, so. Lyons told me after, I think the day he got his Notre Dame offer, he said, yeah, I want to see which schools come in because I'm going to have a big start to my senior season. All these schools are wanting to see how I perform and I'm going to pick up more offers and I want to see some of these schools. I kind of rolled my eyes and I was like, I think Notre Dame is going to bring you on a, a visit in September and I think you're going to commit afterwards. Notre Dame did bring him in for a visit in September. He was just on campus again for the Cal game this past weekend. But what he said about his timeline was completely accurate. He is sticking to it, and he's in a position where he can decide here. So, And he was also correct about having a fantastic senior season, picking up offers. Penn State and Michigan State have offered here in the past couple weeks. He's been outstanding to start his senior season, really carrying his um, high school team. and. Um, yeah, he's also looking at maybe taking an official visit to Penn State in October, maybe getting out to Michigan State. I'm seeing, um, you know, more schools pick up the their pursuit of him. Maybe Tennessee offers soon. So Notre Dame, Washington is a school that he officially visited in June and is still in the mix. So I still believe Notre Dame is the leader for him. For folks watching on YouTube, you see the on three recruiting prediction machine saying that Notre Dame is the heavy favor for him. That's in large part due to a prediction that I placed. I think the day after he got his offer from Notre Dame, because um, I was hearing from Irish sources that Notre Dame was the strong favorite for him. But I don't think it's quite that big of a lock, Trey. Um, but Notre Dame is still the favorite here. And he told me, you can find this article at bloomgold.com. He did tell me that, you know, he's looking to decide late in October. So I would like Notre Dame to land him right now. But, you know, when kids are taking more visits, you just never know. Yeah, you know, he's a different kind of recruit, I think. A lot through COVID, we saw guys commit early. They didn't get the chance to visit as much and, you know, kind of feel out their options. Tayshon's taking a step back. He wants to you know, let these offers come in, like you said, here and, and really, you know, get the most out of this process. Late October, hopefully, we, you know, we get this decision here. And like you said, heavy favorites to Notre, Notre Dame at this point. One thing I love about this show, Mike, one thing I love about our YouTube shows in general, we get to interact with our fans, people in the comments here that want to know about Notre Dame football. And we're going to get to your questions later in the show, guys. So, uh, you know, please continue to get those in for us. Real quick, though, before we move on from wide receivers here, uh, call me Ty asking a little behind, where do you rank the wide receivers, Mike? And, you know, that including Lions, where would you rank this class if you had to say right now? I do want to add real quick on Lions, you, a point you kind of just made there was his recruit, like he's taking his recruitment longer because it, it, it he's just now starting to blow up. Yeah. So someone like, you know, James Flores, Greathouse, those guys, got offers very early in the process. Jaden Greathouse was like a freshman All-American and then nationally per max prep. So a lot of those guys saw the recruitments blow up early. Lions is more of a late riser. I had never heard of Tennyson High School until Tayshawn Lions. Like, so he's not at a, this high-profile school in Northern California like Rico Flores High School full summer. You know, Cooper Flanagan tight end commit at De La Salle and Concord. Like those are big-time Northern California programs. Lions is someone who's a little bit of a more late riser. So then what was that question? Um, where do you rank the wide receivers, Mike, with Lions? That's the, the really interesting – I'm not going to answer that question. Um, but I will tell you this. 
Lions, and I'll, I don't just because I don't have a strong opinion on it, but I will say that Lions, Flores, and Great House are like ready-made talents. I think that they all can contribute as freshmen because they are just all technicians as wide receivers. Like they are just. I mean, they're high floor players. I don't see any of these three busting. Like, I think they're all going to be darn good pass catchers at the next level. And what they show on Friday nights right now, I feel like will translate right away to the college game. Braylon James might have the highest ceiling of all of them with his size at about, let's see, like six two, six three, around 200 pounds or so. I think Braylon James, and he runs a four or five or something. So he's big and fast. He doesn't play for a big time high school program. Um, that that's you know known for chucking the ball around a lot. So I think Braylon James uh, might have the highest ceiling. So yeah, um, they're all great. So I, I mean, it, it's tough to rank them one to four, but that's that's the best I got for you. Um, there, call me Ty. <laughs> I love it. You know, guys, these these receivers are all going to be excellent. Braylon James, like you said, it'll be a huge get there out of the state of Texas. Uh, but Tayshawn Lyons. In this weekend, big visit for Notre Dame and, you know, getting the win there, I think only helps the effort. Another big visitor this weekend, Carson Hobbs, a cornerback out of the class of 2024. You know, we haven't talked about 24 quite as much on this show, but what's the latest on Carson Hobbs and you know, how did his visit go this weekend? Yeah, so um, South Carolina commit was at Notre Dame for the Cal game and um, – Pretty interesting. You know, you don't, I, I don't know if South Carolina's in the Midwest a ton, but they did land him. He's from Cincinnati Arch, Archbishop Moeller High School. He committed to um, the Gamecocks in late July. And it's like, okay, you, you know, see the visitor list. He's on there. Notre Dame hadn't offered yet. You're thinking, okay, 6'1, 180 pound corner slash safety. You got to think Notre Dame. He doesn't have a ranking yet, but you got to think Notre Dame is, there's a good chance of them offering him. They do before the game. And then I got to interview him um, after the game, after you know he was, he was heading back to Cincinnati, and he tells me, "I'm a diehard Notre Dame fan. I grew up a fan of." He, I mean, I interviewed him for about five minutes. He said multiple times, "Diehard Notre Dame fan." Um, so that's that's a pretty good you know uh, uh, outlook there for Notre Dame. That you know if he, he's already is, you know he grew up a big Notre Dame fan. Told me he played, you know, peewee ball on Saturday mornings and then would go home, you know, and then watch Notre Dame on Saturdays. So, um, so big Fighting Irish fan. When he was in eighth grade before he was a recruit, you know, he told me he, you know, went and saw the Notre Dame Pitt game and saw Ian Book starting. So, like, he, again, guys, he, he's a big Irish fan. So, committed to South Carolina, visiting um, the Gamecocks this weekend. So, it's – he told me that, like, look, he's feeling great about South Carolina, but it's Notre Dame. Like, of course, he was going to go see the Fighting Irish. So, I do think Trey that if Notre Dame pushes hard for Carson, it's going to be hard um, for for him to say no to Notre Dame. So, I'm not quite ready to put in a flip prediction yet. Like, still early for him. Uh, I think Notre Dame even wants to see more of him as well, but. Um, definitely a superb talent for for folks watching on YouTube. You see um, him playing some offense as well. Um, so yeah, the, the, you know he's a, he's a good talent and, and someone definitely to keep an eye on. You love how athletic he is, and it doesn't hurt him growing up as a huge Notre Dame fan. Got to be a really cool experience for him to go 
you know, do this as a recruit now and see things from that point of view. Guys, we know that you can't see things from the recruit's point of view at all times, but we want you to see things from the view of a leprechaun of the Fighting Irish here. Go check out this book, The Leprechaun's Game Day at Notre Dame, inspired by former Notre Dame leprechaun Mike Brown. The Leprechaun's Game Day at Notre Dame is an officially licensed children's book that describes the beautiful pageantry of a football Saturday at Notre Dame. Follow the leprechaun on an adventure from Stephoff into the tunnel and onto Notre Dame's field as he leads the team to an Irish victory filled with the delightful illustrations that bring the magic of Notre Dame's campus to life for young readers. This charming read-aloud picture book is a celebration of true fighting Irish spirit and the perfect gift for Notre Dame alumni, families, and fans of all things Irish. All you have to do, go visit www.lepgameday.com, lepgameday.com, and enter BG22 to get your author-signed copy today. Again, go to lepgameday.com and enter BG22 to get a personally signed autographed book of the Leprechaun's Game Day at Notre Dame. It's a cool feature, guys. Get your book while you can and get it signed. Uh, again, that is uh, <clears throat> going to be pre-ordered there at lepgameday.com. Like I would love to see things from the view of a leprechaun here, but but Carson Hobbs, uh, you know, I know he's he saw things from a really cool perspective this weekend. Had an excellent visit as well. So we kind of look to that 2024 class a little bit more here. You know, what are you seeing on that defensive side of the football? Be a big cornerback to add in Hobbs, but you know, how is Marcus Freeman kind of putting this class together? Mm. Yeah, it, it, it's it's. I mean, 23 is obviously you know Freeman you know, had been at Notre Dame as the defensive coordinator when Notre Dame really started recruiting 23s. But I would argue that 24 is kind of the first full recruiting class, like from start. I mean, I don't think had, had Notre Dame offered any 20, maybe a couple before he was the head coach. It's like, this is, I would say it's, it's his first like full again, from start to finish. Um, it, it kind of starts up front on the defensive line with Owen Wafel and Brandon Davis. You got a couple defensive linemen committed. Now, Brandon Davis Swain visited Michigan. I had a report on that at blueandgold.com. So we're not going to talk about too much in this YouTube video, um, but you can check out that premium information. Just $1 for one year to subscribe to uh, blueandgold.com. So please do check that out. Um, I mean, the offense is excellent. CJ Carr. Uh, the quarterback commits, uh, Cam Williams, who's been balling out to start his junior season, the wide receiver, Jack Larson, who I got to see last Friday, um, who who had a really nice game at you know, tight end. Um, and you've got an offensive lineman, and Peter Jones committed one of the best in the 2024 class. So defense, again, you got the two defensive linemen committed. That's it so far. As long as, look, Marcus Freeman's around. you got Al Golden and James Laurinaitis, um, you know, one of the best you know, linebackers college football's ever seen. As long as you've got those guys around, you're going to recruit really well at the linebacker spot. So Notre Dame doesn't have a linebacker committed in 24 yet, but you know they're going to sign a really good group. Um, and I would just add, as long as you have Marcus Freeman around, I think you're going to recruit really well on the defensive side of the ball. So Notre Dame's offensive recruiting is a little bit more advanced right now just because they have the commitments than the – defensive side but you know they're 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 gonna recruit some big time players and that defensive line like even if, if let's just say brandon davis wayne does decommit and go elsewhere man can they get justin scott the five-star player from chicago you have a five-star player from your backyard and he's at a school like saint ignatius um 
you've got to land him. And I do have a prediction for Notre Dame to land him. Um, so, yeah, you see the recruiting prediction machines at Notre Dame, 68.8%, large part due to a prediction I have. But, man, would that be big time? Yeah, they're going to get some good linebackers, and I'm sure they'll recruit a good group in the secondary as well. Yeah, no question. Guys, you see it there, the recruiting prediction machine, the RPM, really cool feature we have here at On3. So be sure to go check out that feature as well when you go to blueandgold.com. Just a dollar, like Mike said, four quarters. I mean, gum is more expensive right now. Uh, it, it's the best deal you can find. So please go check that out. Sure, and, uh, trade. You know, Inflation's hit the country, but not blueandgold.com. Yeah. We're still running that dollar deal. How about that? It's, it's deflation at this point at Blue and Gold here, guys. So please, please go check it out while you can here. That deal is not going to be around forever. $1 for a year of coverage. As we kind of shift here, love this part of the show. We get to interact with the, the crowd a little bit more here. We get to some of our questions and we have these questions throughout the week. I love this, Mike. We can post the question at the beginning of the week, let you guys kind of get on our YouTube page, respond to this. So in future weeks, be sure to check us out, Blue and Gold on YouTube, and you can get your questions submitted before the show even starts. And I want to start with a question here about some new offers. This one uh, from Thomas Na. Do you expect new offers to go out at Viper? So Thomas Na, a Blue and Gold subscriber, a great friend of the program. I do but I can't tell you who yet. Not because I know, and I'm not going to tell you just because I don't know. Notre Dame is still evaluating players. So when we talked about Tayshawn Lyons earlier, a lot of these, like Notre Dame offered before the start of senior season, but other programs wanted to see the beginning, those first three, four games before they offered. That's what Notre Dame's doing with this Viper spot, that weak side end rush end position. Notre Dame's evaluating things. They lost five-star Keon Keeley. Um, he decommitted. Looks like Alabama, Ohio State, Florida, the schools in contention. It doesn't seem that Notre Dame is in the mix anymore. Um, but so yes, they're going to replace him. It's I just don't know who yet. And we I don't know if the fighting Irish do yet. I mean, they have names on their board, uh, but really haven't decided who those players are yet. Yeah, good question there from Thomas Snow. Let's move on to Aerofan624. And guys, if you're getting your questions in right now, you have to be a subscriber. That's one thing. You know, we want to keep this, this tight-knit community here at Blue and Gold. So be sure you've subscribed to the channel. We're getting those comments. Get your questions in as well. But Aerofan624 here, any concern that Notre Dame has over-recruited at certain positions, leaving other groups depleted? Wide receiver seems to be a glaring example. Should Notre Dame look at taking a fifth wide receiver for depth purposes? Uh, another great fan of the show, uh, Aero fan. Appreciate it. Longtime Blue and Gold supporter. Um, I see. I don't know if I would say Notre Dame over recruited other positions to not recruit receiver. Like last year, they had three committed, and then those guys decommitted, and the Irish just didn't fill those spots. So, like, I don't know if it's. I don't know if the staff said, "Oh, let's take an extra linebacker and not take an extra receiver." So, um. I think they just kind of screwed the pooch last year a little bit and didn't have backup plans. But should Notre Dame look at taking a fifth receiver? I would say, like, first let's just let Notre Dame get Tayshawn Lyons and then kind of go from there, see if there's any unexpected departures. Like, if, if you're wanting to take a high schooler's fifth receiver, personally, I would say get Lyons and let's look at taking a transfer receiver. Whether that's someone like Brandon Joseph, who is an underclassman, but you're able to get in to transfer to Notre Dame, 
or a one-year rental like Notre Dame had at Ben Skronik a couple years ago, who, by the way, I think is doing pretty well with the Los Angeles Rams. Um, so, yeah, personally, I would say get a transfer in there, boost that depth right away. Um, but I don't think any Notre Dame fan is going to be upset with the Irish taking a fifth high school wide receiver. Personally, I just don't see it, though. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody's going to have a problem with that either there, but we're going to have to wait and see on that one. We got C. Darwin 22. Any updates on how Love's visit to AM went last weekend with the 2023 class being nearly full? Are there any potential for Carr to reclassify? And do you see any other potential surprises uh, for the remainder of the season? Yeah, did report um, at blueandgold.com on, on Love's visit to um, Texas AM. We're still just going to, it's in a wait and see period. It's, I don't like giving the update of, it's it, it's just the kid because I think people want that juicy gossip. But really, I, unless you want to make something up, the best I've got for you is he's really just deciding between the two and he's just got to pick. Like I've been told that he does not want to stretch this recruitment out. But I don't think he wants to stretch it past October. So it, it could be here in the next week um, unless he's kind of changed his mind uh, and wants to stretch things in, you know later into the fall. But. Otherwise, it's, it's a tight battle between Notre Dame and Texas A&M. I do like the Irish, but again, it's close. And then as far as um, surprises, I mean, I, I couldn't – I can't predict a surprise because it's a surprise. You know, like how would I be able to – that, that kind of defeats the purpose of a surprise. So do I see any potential surprises for Notre Dame, whether it's good or bad, see Darwin? I would say yes because in recruiting you just expect the unexpected. So um, that, that, that's my answer there. There's always, especially, you know, the way Notre Dame has been playing, does a recruit want to jump ship? It, it's always possible. Yeah. It's tough to kind of predict those surprises, but um, you know, I love the honesty there. Love's recruitment still kind of in question here. You don't want to make anything up. We're going to leave the storytelling to Mike Brown uh, with the lepers, leprechauns game day at Notre Dame. Uh, hey, do you mind if I add Trey, Mike yeah. Brown, can you pop it back on the screen as well yeah, for, of course. for YouTube? Mike is just also a phenomenal person. Like, go ahead and scan that QR code or, or go to the website. Like, he's just a great dude. We had him on our YouTube show a few weeks back. So we highly support. This is one of those things that you spend money on this. It, it's It doesn't matter how much it costs because you're, you're going to have this for your kid's life. Like, this is – and they're going to pass it on to their kids. So if you want a family full of Notre Dame fans – I mean, this is a great way to brainwash your kids into loving Notre Dame. I truly believe that. And that is a positive thing, right, Trey? Oh, yeah. No question about it, Mike. Well said there. Leprechaun's game day at Notre Dame, guys. It's it's so personal. It's so unique. There's nothing like this. I covered Alabama for a while. We don't have a, a book that we can you know share around the family here. So a really cool deal. Like you said, Mike Brown, a former Leprechaun himself, can sign this thing for you. So go, go check it out, guys, with the QR code there. Uh, you know, But as we kind of get through these questions here, Mike, uh, some great ones. Logan Jurgens, uh, with you know, with Mike Pimba scheduled to visit on November the fifth. Where does Notre Dame stand at this point? I don't know. I, I don't see him Pimba landing on Notre Dame. I just, I just don't. Um, I mean, he was was going to visit Notre Dame in June, and then he just like pushed it back till November, which I think was a good call because why? Like, if you know this player is going to decide later in the year, why bring him in for an official in June? Then he's probably not going to visit again. You know, so I think it was a smart move for the Irish to not have this five-star player, um, you know, visit over the summer and have him officially visit for that Clemson game. So 
I just don't see it. I mean, you see the RPM trending heavily towards Georgia. Guys, can you pull pull up the uh, predictions? Like how many predictions are actually logged for for the Bulldogs? Because I feel like it's probably a lot. Um, it, yeah. Let 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 let's uh, let's check this out. How many? One, two, three. Uh, including Chad Simmons putting one in a few weeks, just a couple of weeks ago, and Chad Simmons is lot, has, you know, he knows, you know, Georgia Bulldogs recruiting like the back of its hand, back of his hand. So, um, yeah, I, even when I talk to sources, uh, and Pemba is not someone who, like Notre Dame sources, it's just not someone who comes up a ton. I just, I see it as a long shot for the Irish, um, but. If you're talking about replacing Keon Keeley with the Viper prospects, and I know Notre Dame's kind of recruiting him as just like this defensive athlete. It could be a linebacker, it could be a a, a Viper, but it, you know, he he would be a darn good Viper replacement for Keon Keeley. Yeah. Keon Keeley, you know, a, a huge loss there, but a guy like you know, Samuel here would be a huge addition for this class as well. As we kind of wrap it up here, an interesting question. Uh, from Eric Takiti here, much like Viper, are they evaluating any potential new offers for 2023? Or, you know, as we talk about the transfer portal, what does that look like for Notre Dame? Obviously a very attractive brand. Uh, you know, in general, what do you see as far as new authors for 2023 along with the transfer portal? Yeah, so did, we did t- touch on that a little bit in terms of evaluating offers. So, yes, they, they, they definitely are. I think it could be both, though, Eric. I do think that Notre Dame – um, could do, um, you know, go, go towards the transfer portal as well um, as getting a high school kid. So good question and yeah, uh, definitely something to keep an eye on. Yeah, no doubt. And as we, as we wrap it up here, Mike, and looking ahead for the rest of September into October, your final thoughts, kind of reflecting on this past weekend as well, Tayshawn Lyons, a couple other big visitors. You know, where does Notre Dame recruiting stand at this point uh, here on September the 22nd? Yeah, so by uh, – at North Carolina this weekend and then a bye week. So Notre Dame is going to be hitting the road a lot more during the bye week than in years past. So typically, you know, under Brian Kelly, the bye week recruiting was really just going out on the road Friday. That was it. Notre Dame's going to be going out on the road two or three days, you know, so they will practice, um, but a lot more um, uh, focus on recruiting which that's the kind of the MO on uh, under Marcus Truman is recruit, recruit, recruit. You know, of course, they're still, you know, again, they're going to have practice. So there's not a, um, you know, ignoring the season or, you know, preparing for BYU. But those coaches are, it's not a, it's not like an off week for this. I think the staff might be recruiting or, or you know, working harder during the bye week than they are during a game week because they do have such um, demands um, on the recruiting front. So, yeah, it'll be a busy week. Um, so make sure to uh, lock in at blueandgold.com. Yeah, guys, $1 for an entire year of coverage. Go to Blue and Gold today and subscribe to that. Follow Mike on Twitter as well, at Mike Teak Singer. He's going to have all his updates for you there on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter as well, at Trey Yannity. want to give a big shout-out to our producer, Chris, helping us out here in the background. Thank you so much, and thank you to you guys for getting in the comments, getting those questions in throughout the week and always keeping up with the latest in Notre Dame football recruiting. For Mike Singer, my name is Trey Yannity. We'll see you next week. This has been the Notre Dame Recruiting Update.